0: Good day and welcome to Inspired Your Grown Up Girl Talk. I am Stacy Fleece with Samantha Tredelius today, and we are so happy you have joined us today. Hi, Samantha. Hi, girls. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Just living my
1: best Monday life.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a Monday, and it's true definition. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just flip the script on Monday now because I just need to... okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I had a moment, uh, in my real job today that, um, I'm just going to leave behind. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at the door. It's 11 AM. And I've said, fuck, like at least
1: 400 <laughs> times. And I've... it's, it's, it's a little bit more than I'd like to. I'll be honest.
0: Right. Nora. I think I need, um, I think I need some serious self-care, which leads right into where we are today <laughs> with Christina Ellis of Lit Rituals. Hi, Christina. Hello. Hello so much for so joining us. To be I, here. I'm feeling, um, I'm, I'm feeling some, some self-care just absorbed through the screen with you right now. Cause I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting like the bad energy is leaving. It's gone. It's the
2: can- I have so candles lit. You can't see them, but there's candles lit all over the room. I, I so have, you know, what I what
0: have two is. in front of me and they're not lit. <laughs> I feel like I guess. Um, and I do want to talk about lit rituals and your product line, which is, a uh, meh, Zing, um, and really a unique combination of products, um, things that we don't see often in other places. Um, so what I don't, whatever you have created has really resonated with a lot of people, obviously. Um, and one of the things I love about you, and and we talk about this a lot on Inspired, is. The kind of very meandering journey you took to get where you are today, which I think um, makes us all just um, better, more well-rounded, more accepting, better understanding people, as opposed to um, just being real linear in our path. And I think most business women and most women in general take very meandering journeys um, without even trying to. Sometimes we are just given that left turn; we don't even know where it's going to take us. So. Yeah, um, so true. <laughs> I, again, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today, because you have yeah. you have a real variety of experience behind you. I like how you described it as meandering. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a nicer
2: way to put, like, all over the place.
0: <laughs> we, um, we're all we're all all over the place <laughs> in our own way. Um, some of our some of our places have a little wider breadth than others. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I find your different experiences really unique in the, and the, and likely the fact that you could take a little piece from each one into where you are now.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like my background is kind of all over the place I've worked with, um, you know, before I went to, I, even the, the story of Lit Rituals is kind of all over the place as well. It started out, um, it's me and my co-founder, Caitlin Kelly, um, who, I met about five years ago and we instantly clicked and um, became pretty close. She's a family friend of mine and we, she was doing her own herbalist um, apothecary business. Um, I was doing my own kind of female centered online boutique um, with like different fun items. And I actually carried some of her products as well. We ended up moving in together at doing pop-ups, you know, coming, going to events and stuff like that. And just us living together, we just decided to kind of. We're both creative people, and so we just started making candles together, and then kind of bringing her herbal knowledge into it. And um, <clears throat> and so it kind of just kind of came out of nowhere. we were, so we've made this third business. Um, you know, she's doing her herbal apothecary. I was doing my feminist boutique, and now um, we're bringing our candles to all these pop-ups and spreading ourselves super thin. You know, doing the same thing in three different businesses. And it took us probably about a year to two years to like zoom out and say like the mission of all three businesses is almost the exact same. Like women feeling empowered, utilizing, you know, products by Mother Earth for self-care. Like that was my mission. That was her mission. And then again, that was Lit Ritual's mission that we created. So we finally came to our senses and merged it all together. So like you said, we have kind of a large um, product assortment that doesn't, you know, it's not just candles, it's not just smudge wands. Um, we have herbal cigarettes, which always pique people's interest. They, they're like, what is that? Um, and it's, you know, they're, it's actually just herbs. It's actually no different. A lot of the products are so similar because they're all based in,
0: um, you know, clean ingredients and natural um, herbal. But using, using them in different ways, creating them in different yeah. ways, whether it's into a candle or a, herb. what did you call it? Herb smoker? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a, we call them tea
2: tokes because like, um, it's just a cute name, like toke. And it's basically tea, right? There's no nicotine, no cannabis, nothing, but, uh, so herbs smoking, like I'm smoking tea
0: as opposed to drinking yeah.
1: Yeah. I got to ask, like when you're testing your products out, are you just like, is there been any like, Oh dear God,
2: (laughs) you know what there have actually, there's been like, Oh, that's an awful blend. Um, (laughs) so definitely, um, we meandering we've meandered a lot. I mean, like made mistakes. (laughs) I like meander. That's going to be my new way to frame it. But, um, you know, nothing's really a mistake if you, if you continue to keep going. Um, but yeah. So all of our products, very different. They are, they have the crossover of herbs and the crossover, the, the story behind it all is that all of them, no matter what it is, whether it's a candle or a smudge wand or a tea or a face mask, Are intentionally made so that all of us women slow down and take care of ourselves in whatever way that looks like. Because there's a lot of people whose ritual includes smoking, or you know that helps center them, and um, that's one way to intake it. It's obviously not the healthiest way to intake it, um, but some people that's how they they want to self care, and that's how they want to set the tone. And for the people who don't, you know, there's their candles are great for that smudge wand. So we kind of the idea is that you know, the product helps you slow down, take a breath and take care of yourself in whatever way
0: feels natural to that person. even,
2: I think, even on a
0: Monday, even on a Monday.
1: Yeah. Even on a Monday. But I think too, like after this whole COVID, you know, two year realization of like, everybody needed to slow the fuck down right? Because yeah. none of us, and now we're all going 472 miles again. Like this couldn't be a more timelier product line, I think for women across the board, because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my calendar's ridiculous again. And I'm like, okay, I need to just smudge so much.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I Every morning, every morning I like sit at, I mostly work remotely from home. And so I sit at my desk, I'm like, okay, how do I want to feel today? Like, let me set the mood. And sometimes that's a candle. Sometimes that's a one. And sometimes it's an herbal cigarette, you know, <laughs> it's like Mondays are often herbal cigarette days. <laughs> I actually Googled before we got on this call
1: is mercury in retrograde because it feels the vibe is very Monday esque right now.
2: does. Um, so when it comes to, here's a great question. Do you still live with your co-founder? No, we don't right now. Um, where we're moving. Like, so it's a funny time. No, she lives, we live so close. So I see her every day. Um, but we don't live together anymore, but we've lived together for so long. Cause I always
1: find it interesting. Cause like I live with my husband and I work with my husband and yeah. it's, it's a tough go, but, but we're married. So it's like, I can't just leave, but I could only yeah. imagine like how hard it would be to be with your bestie and living together and having a business and being exhausted. Cause you guys are, you know, spreading yourself so thin. So that must've been a an interesting, fun,
2: but maybe challenging time. Totally. And I am not married and have never been married, but I, when it, with my co-founder and I hear my friends and all the advice I've heard throughout the years, I'm like, this feels like marriage. So I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine how you do it, but you have to go, okay, maybe that was a miscommunication. And now we just got to communicate the right way. So I don't it feels do that. like, I know. Don't, don't do it's yeah. probably because it's your husband. Maybe it's more doesn't. like, listen, okay. This is how
1: this goes, but you can't do that in, in yeah. relationships. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah.
2: Well, we've been really lucky too, that, um, we are, we get along really well. I mean, she's like my soul sister. Like we all have them and we're so different. So like I, where her strengths are, I wouldn't, I, those are not my strengths. So I don't feel like, I would never get in her way when it comes to herbalism or, you know, herbal adornment recommendations. And on that same token, she's the same way, you know, she's not going to challenge me too hard on things that are in my kind of zone of genius. So I often think if I had to work with someone who had the same skill set and the same offerings as I do, that would be so hard for me. You'd kill each other. You'd kill each other. And the fact
0: that you guys can identify your individual lanes and then stay in them is yeah. a, it's a perfect business marriage? It's probably a perfect marriage, marriage. But since I know <laughs> nothing about perfect marriages. I <laughs> Who does? <love> it.
2: <laughs> no, you're right. It's it's true. We've we've been really lucky, and it hasn't always been that way. Um, you know, like it it feel it feels like we've kind of figured out the way to communicate with each other, and that's so important if you're going to have a friend co founder. And so we were able to do that, um, but you know, not without hardships or fights or whatever, but we always come back and um, yeah, it's been a road.
1: But I think too in business relationships, you got to learn how to communicate and communicate effectively, whether, you know, a lot of times you don't come into it as friends, you become friends, but to come into it as friends, it's, it is hard because you've got, you know, a relationship that's, that's there first, that's important right. to nurture. And now you've got a business that you're trying to run, but it's really cool that you're on the same wavelength with your, you know, object your foundations there and then yeah. you just get to build on it.
0: Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, I always find it fascinating when, when we sort of explore these self-care businesses, whether it's lotions and potions or candles or, or smudge whatever it is. Right. It's mm-hmm. th- But it, that it, there is still a business back there that you have to run. And it almost seems like that the business sense fights against the, you know, self-care herbal sense, but you need right. both. And one of the things you had talked about before was that, um, you had said something along the lines of, if you really want a business education work a, at a cosmetic counter at a department store. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You're good. Where did
2: I even see that? But I, yeah.
0: So so tell me the takeaways of cosmetic counters at Nordstrom.
2: Yes. Oh, Nordstrom is too top tier. I started at Macy's and anytime you're in, in the cosmetics department, um, you kind of have, well, you do not kind of, you have two bosses, you work for Macy's, you also, I worked for Clinique Um, and I swear that is where, and I still use things I learned from that counter um, in my business today. But that is, for one, the place to recruit salespeople, in my opinion, Um, because they're they're not just salespeople um, that want to sell and make a great commission. They're doing so much more than you realize. They're bookkeeping, they're goal setting, they're forecasting, they're learning inventory management. Um, So the women in cosmetic departments are... I, sh- I shouldn't have even said that because that is where people should go recruit, but I learned <laughs> I'm going to lose all of my, my cosmetic <laughs> girls, but, um,
0: yeah, they're all gonna yeah. go get different jobs now, but uh, you know, <laughs> we're all going to go hit them up when this is over. I right? know. If you need people, that's where, that's what I always tell my partner. We
2: got to go to Nordstrom. We've got to like go to the fragrance counter, go to the clinic, go to Laura a, Mercier, check them out. Call. because and it yeah. is, it's
1: like a tough industry to be in too, because the people that come in, you know, you, you have clients that will buy that, you know, are that get it and come to you. And then you've got people that are just taking advantage of the moment because they know that they can. So it's totally it's hard to know when you've got a fish on, you know?
2: Yeah. Good totally. Yeah. But it, it counter managers like do so much and they learn so much. So yeah, I'm like often going back to the times. I mean, you just learned you learn so much about retail and merchandising and how customers shop. And, um, and yeah, and I, I think learned the takeaway so much.
0: Is someone like you doesn't necessarily have to have the traditional business background. Yeah. to you have a very successful business. Yeah. and yeah. taken those experiences and built an incredibly successful business uh, with a with a partner. That um, I, I think that's amazing that you guys have created this together. Uh, you, really, really pretty cool. So, so she kind of brought the herbal apothe- apothecary. I can never say mm-hmm. that word very well. Um, <laughs> side of it, and then you, um, you brought. Tell us a little bit about your skill set that you brought into Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, I'm a psychopath. Is my biggest <laughs> skill oh, really? set. Is that
2: <laughs> I don't ever stop. I will fail often. I fail probably every day of my life. But I. Don't ever get down about it. And I feel like that is a superpower for anyone who wants to be in business. And I see it in so many women that I'm around and in groups and that have helped mentor me is that uh, the way you view failure is so has so much to do with your success. So I think one of one of both of mine and my co-founders like superpowers is that we don't give up um, whether that's, you know in production or wherever it just like keep pushing, but most of my background and what I do, um, on a daily basis is business development. I have a lot of sales background, um, and marketing, uh, and I've done previously before I worked for myself, spent a lot of time doing marketing for small business owners. So, um, yeah, I have no background in business. I did like prereqs for nursing and thought, this is crazy. I cannot do this. And I have mostly worked in sales and working with small business. And that has taught me so much, you know, so, but I think really what the, what it is, is that I, I won't stop until I figure it out. Which is amazing to say (laughs) that and to to vocalize that
1: because Stacy and I speak to this often, like if you're not failing, you're not learning and you're not growing and you're not becoming the woman that you need to be. Um, Failing is part of the game. Right. And you've got to fail. I uh, recently, I'll tell you a little story. So we've got this event coming up for night to sparkle, which you're going to be there. So excited. And you know, like I was out there calling like literally back to cold calling and I'd send emails and I was like, Oh my God. Like I remember what this was like when I first started in business, when people just don't respond to you and you're like, No. Oh, just not right now. I got it. I got it. Right. But it's amazing because it's like if it was easy, you know, everybody would do it. And when you say about like not quitting, you can't quit. You just can't, you know, it is because that's what makes you who you are. And speaking of success, Lisa and I were checking out your Instagram. You have over a hundred thousand followers. So I think that makes you a little bit of an influencer. (laughs) How do you do like, how does, how did that happen? And what, what, for someone that's out there trying to figure out how to get their business up and running, like what are your
0: advice pieces there?
2: Instagram is uh, such a love-hate relationship. <laughs> uh, oh
0: my God, I 100% agree <laughs> like with that.
2: I think everyone, kind of, all creators and, you know- <laughs> It's like business, this weird, business, necessary evil. <laughs> it is. And sometimes it can give you the best day of your life, but then it can ruin your week, you know? Um, <laughs> it's awful. It's like a abusive relationship. Um, 100%. But- Instagram has been definitely crucial to our success, especially in the beginning. Right now, you can probably hear in my tone that I'm not super thrilled about Instagram right now. Uh, <laughs> but in the beginning, it was so important. Like last year, uh, it was so important and helpful. Um, now, our engage, you know, I would almost rather, I a hundred, over 100,000 sounds great, and it felt incredible when we reached it. But when I actually do look at the data of last year when we had 30, 40,000, our engagement was so, 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 so much higher. Right. So a piece of advice for someone who is growing their Instagram and trying to like use that as a sales channel, uh, definitely don't ignore Instagram. It is so important, but I don't, I think the it's shifted in the amount of followers truly means nothing anymore. I like uh, I'm emailing with influencers and Um, you know, real individual influencers, not businesses. And I get to see a lot of their media decks and their engagement. And when I look at someone with 6,000 followers and their engagement is incredible, and I can see someone who has 275,000 followers and their engagement is worse than us. So I think being consistent on Instagram is the way to go and not getting hung up on how many followers, because I would rather have 2,000 engaged followers than hundred thousand any day. I think it actually, I don't know why we could go and guess in people, you know, the algorithms, blah, 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 or it could just, you, you just never know. So I, I always felt like better about our Instagram when we actually had less followers, not to but I complain. Think it's but, like a
1: popularity contest almost yeah. online. You know, it's the new version of a popularity contest and it's totally. quality versus quantity. Mm-hmm. Cause if you look at, as an example of like unique visits on your website. That's yeah. something that excites you. That should be something that you're looking at and driving people there. Um, I think the Instagram idea is is great, but I don't know that it's a wave that's gonna continue to run because yeah. like you're saying, they're not engaged, like it's not a good engagement.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's totally different now, I think. I feel like we're in a different era of Instagram where I feel like I'm seeing the more exciting engagement with email and SMS, because those people actually want to hear from us. Right. And, um, but I, but I, I do love Instagram still, but you, like you said, you want to see unique visits and conversions. So I'd rather look at our Google analytics than our Instagram followers, which last year I would have said the opposite.
0: <laughs> you feel like though, that building that, building that following, even though it's a number that we all can see, do um, you feel like that it gave you some level of legitimacy, at least uh, from a, from launching isn't fair because I know you guys didn't just launch last year, but as you were building it, like, do, do people, do business women need that to give them credibility and legitimacy? Are are we we at that point?
2: Yeah, I think it absolutely helped it has helped me be in people's DMS. They will answer me so much quicker and it'll, it helps when I say, Hey, I really like your company and this is who we are. And this is our, um, these are our numbers. It has helped, but I do think we're shifting because whereas it used to be about, Oh, you have this many followers and this much people, marketers are getting smarter. So if I mean, if, if I'm getting smarter and asking for people's engagement, I can only imagine that larger companies are doing the same. But I do think it gives you some of the credibility in, in general that doesn't really mean much. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, I might be able to, it can, it can turn into connections. I think that's where I see the best is that people are open to talking
0: with us because of our followers Um, it's so interesting though, how many people really hang their hat on that number and there is still that live and die by it. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, so it's really interesting to hear you say, if you've gone, as you've gone from 30 or 40,000 to a hundred, you'd almost rather be back there for Mm -hmm. the engagement purpose. And yet so many people really put so much stock in how can I get that number up?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It used, I think also Instagram is kind of shifting a little bit too, whereas before it was like, we have to get to 10 K so we can do that swipe up. And when we go, and that gives you, I mean, like you do back then when swipe up was a thing you did, you saw conversions right away when you got to the 10 K. Um, and now it's the link. So it's like way better, less stress. Um, you know, it's not like TikTok; You have to have a certain amount of followers to go live. So I do feel like it's inviting for, um, small business owners and, it's, it's still, it still is good, but I, I don't know. I just, I feel I like, I'm really starting to care less about the end number it, in instant, not only Instagram, but email and text. It's you start, when you start diving deeper into the analytics, it's like, well, why do I need this many emails? If, you know, 10% is answer or, or opening and actually converting. It's better um, to have a
1: higher open rate than anything else. Right. How hard and, is it as a business owner, and especially with a, a you know presence online to keep up with all this shit? Okay. That, because <laughs> that's
0: like, the worst. A <laughs> job. About that, please. Yeah. Let's let's just dig real right now.
2: Like, I, this is dude. seriously what me and Caitlin talk about on a daily basis. Cause, like, as you know, as women in business doing your own thing, the last thing you think about is how much time do I have today for self-care? And I'm always constantly reminding her take care of yourself and she's reminding me and it's great to have kind of like a self-care accountability buddy um but keeping up with everything all the trends the reels the sounds the the new acronyms it's like crazy it's almost impossible and it'll drive you just about insane which is also probably why I have that kind of like um malaise tone towards Instagram but (laughs) I feel like we, like I said, we talk about this all the time. I love direct sales, obviously who doesn't love direct sales, but you you're working so much hard for one conversion. And whereas wholesale is nice because I can have an open conversation about both of our business needs, how we can help, do we align and your conversion, you know, is not 20, $30. And it was a, it was a much more it's an easier exchange. So So as we've grown our second, what, like how,
1: not to interrupt, but like, how have you gotten yourself in a situation where someone's come to you and said, Hey, I want to wholesale. And you're like, I don't know that this is a good fit for our products,
2: or we don't know that, you know, have you had to have those types of conversations? Um, You know what I've learned from not having the conversation more Um, in the beginning, we, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, our business really shifted where it was like 75% d2c direct and then it the um the pandemic happened and it actually shift totally flipped and it was like 75% wholesale and 25% direct um and i i said earlier i'm a psycho and i have a sales background and anyone who knows who's you know worked in sales in the bay area uh you know it's a intense so i was just going after everybody and everyone and I was doing kind of blitzing, marketing blitzes online. And then we were getting um, with with a pretty nice offer, like $100 free wholesale credit. Hmm. And we were getting, you know, plumbers, uh, uh, stores that don't really align with us, just anyone with a business license. And I was like, well... It's the beginning of the pandemic. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to take every sale. There's no way I'm going to turn a sale down because you know it's at least 150 each time for a wholesale customer at that point. Um, but then you know your your reorder rate it goes down because plumbers don't need candles
0: and plumbers I, I, I'm aren't not selling. Where self-care. the
2: plumbers are reselling these. I know that's the thing is I was accepting orders and they're not, they're just probably are getting them for their employees to give out gifts, which we do corporate gifting. There's different rates for it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think I was just so gung ho and I wanted to see, I want to get this many retailers and I want to get this many orders. But when you do that, it, it doesn't, your product sits and it's not represented well. Um and then that's not a great customer experience for your retailer either. And it takes, you know, unnecessary time and it, it resulted in some returns and, and stuff like that. So we just, it's not that we don't go after and want lots of retailers. We do, of course, but we're just a little bit more diligent. It's it's very rare that I have to say, eh, no, we don't want that retailer
0: I would just like it noted that I've never received a herbal candle or any other candle from a plumber, and <laughs> if, if I did, I would probably refer that plumber to everybody. One hundred. So just a note for any plumbers out there: this yeah. could be a really good business idea. If you're listening out
1: there, plumbing plumbing folks, I know. Well, I think the, going back to learning, failing, and you know the growth strategy. I mean, it's. These are types of things like you're not going to open up a book and go, okay, like chapter one, here we go. I mean, these are actual life lessons. And I think you going through them and, and learning from them is, is like part of the journey. And it's, you know, not always easy, but it's pretty damn cool when you look back and you're like, okay, this is great. I have a question about the wholesaling. Like how much money do you, you obviously make more money when it's a retail, you know, straight to consumer
2: than you do wholesale. Yeah. 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 So when we do kind of, you know, it all almost washes out because of the efforts behind our direct channel versus the efforts behind our wholesale up until this point, it's been uh, me and one other person working on B uh, 2 B2B sales, wholesale business development. So, so you it's pretty were much also been a the team shipping of
0: department. Uh, we also, we ship,
2: we do, we You're,
0: do everything. You, you personally are the psycho. shipping department. <laughs> You're kidding.
2: We do. We hand make everything. We ship everything. We everything is in house, and that could change. But, um, but yeah, I'm psycho and I'm controlling. I like to see it. But I think also I can see okay, this could probably probably be outsourced in the next chapter. You know, um, but I do like understanding where it goes and how it goes because it's really important to the customer journey when you you know when they buy to how they get it and how they receive it, how it's made. I, I do like to be part of all of that, um, but yeah, you were asking about um, margins. So you know, there's two people running wholesale, essentially two two and a half people, and on the side of D2C, you're we have someone doing social media, someone doing marketing, someone you know. It's like what it takes to make a direct sale and what it takes to make a wholesale. It's almost it's almost similar because of the cost of labor just to get that direct sale versus getting a wholesale order
1: god we have learned so much today we've had a (laughs) massive class in business and in combining businesses and the, the way that women can again get it done by working together christina thank you so much for your time today we can't wait to share uh, Lit Rituals with the world at Night to Sparkle coming up in a few weeks. And also, we will post uh, your website in our show notes and your Instagram links so you can get another follower or <laughs> Yeah, please do
2: follow. I do love new followers. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited for your event. I'm like, so I haven't be been, blast. I haven't been out to the North Bay in a little bit, so I'm excited to come it's- celebrate. And it's bring all so
1: much fun. So much fun. And we can't wait to, you know, celebrate your business and celebrate women because that's what we do here um, all across the board. So with that, everybody get out there this week and be inspired.